Uh, the first go. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you, dude. It's um, I'm a really big fan of your music. I was telling you before, and fucking well done for the success. Like two hundred seventy-five thousand monthly listeners, and yeah, like it's it's pretty much exponential at this point, right? I mean, it took you how long did it take you to get to a hundred thousand, which yeah. was like a month or two ago. It's been it's been really weird to be honest with you. Like, I think I was at about. 50,000 monthly listeners about, I don't know, two months ago, three months ago. Crazy. I don't know what started happening, honestly. Like, it was, was, it, was it TikTok, maybe? I don't think so, bro, because yeah. like the way it happened was so weird. It, it came out of nowhere. Basically, I was stuck at, I think, I've been making music for five years. Mm-hmm. So... I think first two years I was stuck at like 20,000. Second year and a half, two years I was stuck at 50. And then. So you spent a year and a half at 50? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It <laughs> used to maybe go up from like 50 to 70, maybe. All right, all right. 75. But it always stayed over there. Oh, still. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, I don't know what really happened. It was like. All of a sudden, I got to 100,000. Like, one song started picking up. I saw my, like... Because uh, on Spotify, uh-huh. it shows you how many listens you have. That- going on at the same time. Yes. And at first, I used to get, like, I don't know, 30, 40. And then one day, I saw it going up to 50. And I got excited. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> and then after 50, I saw it go to 60, 70. And just week after week. And to me, I'm, like, the type of person where... Spotify is really weird because like in the music industry, it's, I know a lot of artists myself that like have 500,000 monthly listeners, but no one knows about them. You know, it's just Spotify pushing their music because the algorithm likes. Right, 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 right. But it's not necessarily music, which is like, I don't know, maybe the people don't really care enough to go see who made the song. They just Mm -hmm. like the song. So Spotify just keeps pushing it. Yeah. So I know plenty of artists which have like crazy monthly listeners, but no one knows who they are. So for me, when it was going up and I didn't see my Instagram go, I didn't see nothing else going. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like this is just an algorithm spike, nothing else. Here. Okay. And it got to a hundred thousand. I'm like, cool. It's just an algorithm spike. And it got to a hundred and fifty. Okay. <laughs> the algorithm spike keeps going <laughs> <laughs> and it just kept going up to like 325,000. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And then it, throughout all this time, I'm like happy. You know, I, I saw 200 people listening to my music at the same time, 250. It was a good feeling. But for me, it was always like, okay, when is this going to start going down? That's like, right. I, I cannot maintain this. <laughs> like, what's going on? And it went down to 250 and now it's going back up. So I guess it's staying there. Let's hope it keeps going, man, <laughs> to, the, to the moon. <laughs> Um, oh, but but again, I was telling you before. But I had listened to a couple of your songs before, and I like I like them. But I had never like given you a deep deep dive, and now I did like to prepare for this podcast. And I I really really like your music, and you can see there's a clear like progression, like over time. And like your last album is my favorite one, uh, thank hands you, down. Man. I appreciate easy, that. easy. No, no, I I feel like me as an artist as well. I've improved so much. Like I hate my own music you know like the old bit should i was to post i i can i don't like that <laughs> i hate everything i've ever made exactly. <laughs> you know? and i think it's because you see progress 
So when you start seeing progress, then, you know, your old stuff is only there to remind you how far you came. Exactly. But apart and from that, you, you can see it. You can see it like in a like micro scale on my on my TikTok. Yeah. You can see like each episode is like bands. Yeah. yeah and yeah, each yeah, band, yeah, yeah, you yeah, see yeah. the views exactly, increasing. Man, exactly. You know? And I don't even think it's only about the views sometimes. Like it's also you realizing because I'll be honest with you, bro. Like one of my biggest songs was released in fucking 2018, you know, which one? It's called cigarettes. It's that cigarette. Like, oh, yeah. that was the t- 2018. You, yeah. It was released. That's like oh shit, 3.5 million streams. I think. Is that? And, and like and like a month ago, it was a million. Yeah, yeah, it's going up like stupidly. I don't know, like 15,000 streams a day. I think. Yeah. It was released 2018. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. And it's always at the top of my Spotify. So when people see my my new music and then they want to go see my old, like what other music I have. That's the next representation of me, which I feel like I don't like, but it's there for people. You know, that that's actually a really good point, because when I was like looking up your music, yeah. that was the, the, like their top songs were the first ones I looked and I was yeah. like, OK, this, this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But then when I dove into the albums and stuff, I'm like, these are way better. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I mean with the Spotify algorithm. Like, so it, I'm I'm happy. How can I say? Of course, of course. Like, of course. I'm glad that some of my music managed to get to places on its own. Like getting a million plays on your songs is something, you know, when you start, you always hope to get there. So I'm happy that this music is moving on its own. And at the end of the day, it pays me as well, you know. So it's like I'm I'm happy for the financial side of things too. But artistry wise, I don't like the fact that like <laughs> that's the that's the peak. <laughs> release something i'm like yes like this is this is peak me at the moment and someone is like listens to it and they enjoy it they go back to my old music and they're like this is the rest you know so please listen to the albums instead of the for sure i can i can assure you the newer stuff is much better (laughs) but the old stuff is 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 not bad either um but but uh all right i want to ask you like what do you think is like because okay now especially for a Maltese artist like you're doing quite well yeah like so what do you think is appealing to people about your music or about you like what's what's your like in business terms you'd say like what's your competitive advantage got you so uh it's a really good question by the way I feel like I'll be honest with you like nowadays when I listen to my music nowadays I think um I think I'm great as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I've gone to the point where I understand who I am as an artist. And I'm, I'm at a point where I know my sound. I know how I want to sound like, and I also know how to carry myself. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still a few steps to, to make, you know? Um, but I feel like I, I know myself now. Um, when we started making music originally in Malta, the whole reason for starting to make music was because we felt like there was a lack of quality mm-hmm. if if that's the word to say like music videos weren't taken seriously i think music production wasn't taken seriously just in general there was a lack of professional professionalism when if that's even a word professionalism <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's a word <laughs> and you're saying with with 215 collective yeah, right exactly. which so, actually is, uh just a slight side note that ahead, that fucking song feel about the feel song. About, i love that song <laughs> that's in my playlist <laughs> but yeah like when we started making music the whole reason for our starting was we felt like there was a lack of 
quality when comparing to foreign countries and as a model we always compare ourselves to to foreign countries yep. that's something we cannot avoid and i guess um just the general i don't know like i feel like you either know or you don't and i feel like you probably have this as well you know you either understand standard and aesthetic and, and i know what you mean you like, either understand it or you don't and i feel like that's what we had i feel like we understood what the sound was supposed to sound like you understood visually what it was supposed to look like i look back on the old videos nowadays i hate them i think they look <laughs> stupid but back then we felt like we were doing something new i guess and as an artist i guess it's a bit different though what i think makes me special yeah what what do you think makes you special uh to, so it's a mod like and again, like this is not to sound big-headed, no, no. No, but I mean, it's I the, the question in and of itself. It kind of lends to a certain big-headedness. <laughs> I, I think, I think one, like if we're speaking about me nowadays, one, I have great music. Two, I think there's also that wow factor of when comparing to other artists and this is no shade to nobody there are plenty of more of these artists that i respect and that i listen to and that i speak with but compared to to most i would say there's also that wow factor of like it's something i always get like are you even maltese like are you even from here like how like what's going on and i think it's because of the way i speak in my english as well mm -hmm. that's one and also the type of music that i make is not really what other people are making so one i think i filled the gap in the market which no one else was doing when we started making music i also think my appearance has something to do with it maybe and this was not intentional of course mm -hmm. like, i love tattoos if i wasn't rapping i'd still be covered you know yeah. i i need a lot more there's gonna be a lot more on me too <laughs> <Exactly>. don't worry <laughs> um uh, but i also think that that maybe gave it gives an, a younger audience this i don't know i was speaking with my friend carl yesterday about this and i feel like me personally when i tap into certain artists the reason why i fall in love with them is because of the image firstly most of the time i'm a very visual person and as soon as i see someone's image and i see how they move how they act you sort of want to live by curiously through them <laughs> vicariously i think you mean <laughs> or that word whatever <laughs> that word that's what i meant live vicariously <laughs> and the, what was the the word i was supposed to say? vicariously vicariously that was the <laughs> but listen, I, I totally know. i can totally relate About like I, a lot of people you just look at them and they have an aura they have like exactly. a vibe you know it's and like when you listen to their music you kind of feel like you're them that's the only it yes there's this certain connection where like if you're not listening to their specific music you don't feel the specific mood and i feel like nowadays that's something which most definitely my audience most probably taps into it's like maybe if you're 16 and your mom doesn't allow you to get tattoos or you'll get thrown out the house and <laughs> you don't want to like you get me used to have rules to follow and then you look at this guy who was tatted on his face in a country where it wasn't like such a yeah. normal thing i mean I guess. still Nowadays, like the neck tattoo the head tattoos the face tattoos that's yeah, still like the hand even the hand I tattoos guess, yeah, yeah, 
it's still that sort of next yeah i level. don't see it me yeah. personally because Same. i i don't care i have friends which are but i swear like you have no space no space for more tattoos face everything i've, I've spent a bit of time in tattoo shops i've, you I've, get me. I've seen a and couple of these you people. look at them and you never notice the tattoos maybe it's the first week you notice yeah. it you know but afterwards you just get so conditioned to it like it's so normal to you afterwards so but yeah i guess my talent, the way I look, and the music I make is a combination yeah. of why. And like, I guess, yeah, and like, the part of it is also that kind of big fish, small pond yeah, scenario yeah. as well. Like, exactly. I think maybe people understand um, what I'm trying to go for. I think, yes, I think that's a very good point that you made. I think when people listen to my music, they realize what I'm aiming for. When people listen to my music, they know I'm not just trying to be popping here in Malta and and that's it that's you not global ambitions it's not just exactly like, so yes, yes, i yes. think me being crazy enough to think that i'm the one that's gonna do this out of this country maybe yeah. attract certain people to see what what the hell this guy is doing there there's there's this weird thing that actually i was i was just there yesterday i was uh there was a study basically yeah. where people were given uh, an ice cream and they were told this is um, this is a you know, half the people were told this is a low calorie ice cream half the people were told this is a high calorie ice Ooh. cream it was the same ice cream okay but then they measured a bunch of their like they took blood work and they measured a bunch of their responses yeah. the ones that were told was a low calorie low calorie ice cream yeah. later had a larger uh, ghrelin response ghrelin is what makes you feel hungry okay. okay so your brain what you believe changes how you feel changes how you move how you act and people respond to that as well people pick up on that shit like 100%. if you act like you're going to make it you may not make it but yeah. it's gonna give you the best chance 100%. of making it you, if you don't believe it you know it's not gonna happen it's, a, it's also this thing where it's like to add on to what you're saying i think it, it's always great to aim to be as big as possible it's like let's say you aim to get to a million but you never get to that goal and you get to five hundred thousand. if you aim for five hundred thousand, you would have probably got to 250 and for the stars, maybe you hit the moon. Exactly. So it's like, um, it gets to a point where I, I think, of course, you need to have some sort of delusion to actually think you're going to get there. Yeah. But, and, but it's only it delusion until, until you happens. make it, until it happens. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so um, you mentioned you mentioned your your tattoos. Yeah. Um, I know that this one's your favorite one, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, yes. but like, which one do you get the most comments about? Funnily enough, I think the one in the back of my head. Okay. I don't know why. It, it basically says. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One on the back, and I don't know why people look at that more. Interesting. Then the maybe they're looking at your ass, and then they look. Off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. It's uh. It, usually, I would think that most of the people would talk about the the one on the. But usually, this is how the conversation goes. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, the tat on the back of your head is like cool as shit, you know. And I, they're like, that probably hurt. And I'm like, yeah, that hurt like a. Oh god, <laughs> is that the one that hurt the most? I think so. It's weird to me because this, I had to do like the pain was 
almost borderline and talk. Like, yeah, because I, I can imagine on the on the yeah, oh, the Adam's apple and the the um, collarbones, like it doesn't touch much. Okay, but okay, so, okay. Bro, and over here, like, oh, damn, it was horrible. And it was so bad, I had to cut it in in three sessions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that was like two and a half hours, three hours each. It's a pretty big tattoo as well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one in the back of my head, that was seven hours straight, Oof. one session. Oof. And the black work in that is crazy. Been... It's solid black. <sighs> so to me, I remember the pain of the back one being a lot worse than this one. But at the same time, this was so painful, I had I to cut it up in three sessions. Up. So I don't really know which one was uh -huh, the most. Uh -huh. Maybe you gritted your teeth a bit harder for the back yeah. one, but <laughs> well, I'm telling you, I was gonna pass I out. I can't even one. imagine. I mean, listen, horrible. this one weirdly was really painful. I can, it's a lot of black work, bro. It's a lot, a lot of and and for some reason, you have a lot of nerve endings here. People yeah. don't realize, like I'm on the. So scared to get like my rib cage. I have I have a little bit there, but not not that bad. Yeah. Although I have I have so I have this. <laughs> Okay, okay okay but the black the worst part about this tattoo the worst part about this tattoo was that i had to spend two and a half hours <laughs> positioning is crazy fuck. fuck but then actually the needle going in didn't hurt that bad no that, i'm so scared of my cage so scared of my when you go lower apparently i have the the <laughs> words thigh, bro. oh the, do you have on the thigh <laughs> I swear, I like shout out to the tattoo artist that did the tattoo for me, but I don't know if it was because like it's just tattoo style, yeah, what it was, bro. But I felt like my leg was getting cut off. Fuck me, cut off. You know, uh, so these these tattoos are a different style to the rest I have, I and they're very like thin crazy. lines. They're really uh, Rebecca Bonacci. That's from like a sleeve, but in a in a really original way. I've yeah. never seen it done like that. Really. Yeah, it's, it's something different to it. I think since there's so much negative space, like the white spaces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes it look like a sleeve, but separate at the same time. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I wanted. Basically, in fact, I did each piece separately, and then okay. she like filled in a little bit of background and stuff. And that's exactly what I'm going to do with I this with this arm. Basically, I didn't notice how good that was. Yeah. But the the thin lines hurt so much less. Really? Oh, my of God, course, it's so much but better. It's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember like I remember googling like how bad the, the skull hurts here yeah. and people were saying it's what bad like fail, it's, it's bad so I go there and I start my tattoo and uh, my tattoo artist is doing the lines for me mm -hmm. and everything and he's doing the outlines now and I'm like oh this is like okay like it hurts a bit on yeah. the sides but this is okay like I, I thought this was gonna be so much worse I jinxed it the outline is chill when it got to the bro once you start filling in because the skin's already raw from the outline and then they're and they literally you know for people just listening they're literally it's as if you're 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 getting your hand and just kind of filling in yeah. a, a empty space with a fucking needle in your skin it's brutal and and it's it's a small needle so it's so much space to cover up, like Oof. to be shading in, in black, bro. And it's solid black. There's no shading. And, the, and you know what? You know what I find really, really painful as well mm -hmm. when they wipe. Bro, the worst <laughs> thing to do during a tattoo is to stop getting tattooed, bro. If you take a thirty-minute break and yeah. you get back to it, bro. you're done. Especially, you're done. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> well, especially if it's a long session. Like if it's a two-hour tattoo, you can take a yes, thirty-minute yes, yes. break. But if it's six, 
and you take a you take a break after those four hours bro yeah i think my longest one was was the chick here she was like five hours i think Five, five, five. Um, but okay, like uh, I want to ask you about something else because you 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 touched upon it before. Um, you said about your your accent, like people think yeah. you're foreign and stuff. Like, have you? Because I mean, you're you're multi-speaking though, like normally. Yes. Um, have you though ever felt like when you're speaking English that people judge you or yeah, like what's what's that experience been like in yeah. water? Because there's definitely this language divide that people don't really speak about at all. Like to me, the one I don't care. Like the the first things first is I don't care, and that's the reason why I speak this way. It's like one, the reason why I speak this way, and I feel like I don't even need to explain it mm-hmm. to ninety nine percent of the people yeah. who listen to music or who understand what I'm trying to do. But if you really expect me to make music in English and speak in a Maltese English accent. <laughs> And you expect me to get anywhere with that? Is it because this is? I this have is no it. idea what to say. You but get what I'm saying. I, I think I get what you're saying, but but because um, okay, I'm very musically. Yeah. Um, I love hip hop. I love music, yeah. but I am uh, musically retarded essentially. Gotcha. And so, does, <laughs> <laughs> is there something maybe about the Maltese accent yeah. that that just is is aesthetically? not pleasurable that is like in when it's being sung or because because it sounds it sounds annoying to me yeah but maybe it's just our perceptions as Maltese people i don't know what it is maybe maybe you have a bit more insight so it's a very good question by the way i think one so for example like the way me and you speak english are very different yes but i feel like the way you speak english for a podcast format works Mm -hmm. because it the way you speak your english doesn't necessarily hinder from the conversation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while i feel like the and that's the main focus of a of a podcast right i think is the conversations being had exactly while i feel like with regards to music especially nowadays in the lane of what i'm trying to do in the lane of everything that i'm doing music is 30% of 40% of what you're doing. It doesn't mean you need to have bad music and still make it. It's not that. But I think on top of having good music, the 30-40%, which is the 30-40%, it's 70% just. Like I said, living vicariously, if that's the word, right? Vicariously. Vicariously. Through the artist. So. And I think it expands into other things as well. So one, I think that as soon as a Maltese person listens to another Maltese artist and they have the accent, I feel like one, they already don't take them seriously because we've never had an artist Mm -hmm. blow up in any other country which sounded Maltese, which did anything sounded Maltese. So I think there's some sort of, which is sad, Mm -hmm. but there's sort of some inner hatred Mm -hmm. from ourselves as artists when we hear ourselves you get what i'm saying yes like i said we're always comparing ourselves to other countries we're always growing up you're always being comparing yourself to other countries at least that's what it was like for me i remember being like nine years old and making bionicle videos on my flip on my dad's flip love bionicle (laughs) all my life um but i remember doing that and i remember watching foreign people do it it was never like this is something that 
I I realized in Czech, a lot of people in Czech make music in Czech, but it's because it's respected. People listen to music in Czech. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In Malta, we don't. It's sad to say, but we don't have music culture. We just don't. Maybe, <laughs> no, yeah. or maybe older generations. Do. Some there are there are some that are very good, like John Malia. With with John what Malia was was a savage dude. His, well, some of his music was amazing. Top respect, like I can't remember what was the uh, band called. I, uh, no bling show. No bling show. That's it. That's yeah, it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He had that that one song. Samuel uh, Lucia. Oh my God! Beautiful. But amazing, amazing, L- truly. I think I think Marty's rap is is beautiful as well, and Lapes is really good. Yeah. I think, it, uh, of course, for me, it also taps in into certain things about me wanting to make it bigger than Marty because I think Marty's rap is beautiful. I think Marty's art is beautiful. I think yes. our language is amazing, but at the same time, me going up. I always wanted to reach a foreign audience, and I just knew I couldn't do it with. And there's a hard cap, right? Exactly. Malta. There's five hundred thousand people, yeah. and those five hundred thousand people, a lot of them don't speak Maltese. <laughs> there's and a lot of they, foreigners, and if they do, maybe they're not interested in what you're care. what you're doing. Like it's it's such a tiny tiny market. Exactly. As soon as you speak English, your market grows exponentially. Exactly. And there's also another thing. Actually, I was listening to. I think it was Idris Elba actually talking about okay. UK rap. Yeah. And he said at the beginning, all the UK rappers yeah. were sounding like Americans. Yeah. And then a couple of them made it. They they sort of uh, developed the scene. Yeah. And then that allowed for the, the sort of natural UK rap to sort of grow from that. Exactly. So it takes, I think it, yeah, as you, uh, it takes that first couple of people yeah. to do the best version of what everyone else is doing so that then the new people can come exactly. and create the authentic Maltese stuff, exactly. right? I think this is why I've been starting to add like Maltese elements to my music as well now recently is because I... Don't touch me! Bro, I swear, <laughs> like I love, I love Malta, I love our language, I like everything, but I, I feel like I'm just, again like I, not to sound big-headed but something about our accent something about the way we speak in the beginning of my journey i just knew that wasn't gonna work i just knew yeah. i just knew if i spoke like this it's not gonna work and when you listen to my music you can see the progression of how i speak my english and people act like It's the it's the craziest thing in the world that I speak English like this. <laughs> yeah. If you go to Denmark and you hear people speaking in English that go to university and everything, they sound. Uh, I've been to like Copenhagen. Yeah. Everyone over there when they speak English, they sound American. I've been to I've met Swedish people. And this is another thing. This is another thing that people don't realize, especially the older generations, even people my age. Yeah. That now, especially with the internet and with TV, yeah. whatever. People are here much more the American accent yeah. than the English accent, yeah. the Italian accent. Yeah. Before our, our accent was influenced by different things. The younger kids, especially kids like growing up now, like 10, yeah. 12, 13, they sound American. That, that's 100% saying, American. Bro. You're a lot 24. Yeah. You, you grew up I'm, with the internet exactly. now. You don't remember a time really no. without that shit. Maybe he's fucked seven years old exactly but at the same, you get me it's like you, you go up and to me my accent is literally like not the biggest deal like when i'm speaking to maltese people i don't speak like this uh-huh. because 
I'm not forcing it all the time. But when I'm speaking to foreign people, this comes on automatically. Like, mm-hmm. he, or when I'm on podcasts, or like, this is how I represent myself. Yeah. If you don't like it, just don't listen to me at the end of the day. But I really don't get this thing where it's like, stop trying to act American. Stop. But this, this, not, this language thing in Malta is weird, though. Like, because I've, I've had it from all sides. Yeah. Because I went to I went to a school where most people spoke Maltese, but I spoke English. My but my family is Maltese speaking. Yeah. They just decided from a young age to speak to us in English, yeah. just because they thought it would be more important. And thank fucking God they did, because that was one of the most useful things my parents ever did for me. And so I remember being straight up bullied and just judged for it and all this yeah. stuff, right? And. Uh, you, I've definitely heard it from a lot of English-speaking people that kind of pressure and that societal judgment yeah. about them not speaking Maltese as good as they could, or or just the fact that they speak English as a first language in general. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I've also been around those English-speaking people that judge the Hamali, you know, chavs that yeah. speak Maltese. Exactly. And I'm just like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Just speak whatever you want to speak, dude. It's just language. It's like, it's one thing. I get it. If, if, if I was Maltese, right? And I'm, maybe I'm going to sound like a hypocrite when Mm -hmm. I say this now, but maybe you understand what I'm saying. If I was Maltese and I'm trying to sound English, Maybe that would be weird. Mm-hmm. This saying like from the UK, right? Right, right, right. Because right. our influence on YouTube, television, everything we watch, everything we listen mm-hmm. to, ninety-nine percent of it is like American English. Right, right, right. So that's mean. where you get your influence. When you're growing up watching Disney Channel, you're looking at American people speaking American English. If it was me trying to sound like I'm from the UK and growing up all my life, I've never we don't have UK television. We right. don't. You get me. You well, have to specifically look for. Yeah, it. we had we had much more when yeah, when I was day, back in sure. the day. Yeah. And in fact, my accent has also changed over time. Yeah. It has gotten much more Americanized. Like exactly. certain things that I say have are much more American sounding. Yeah. Like even even just say, certain sayings man that have entered the culture. No cap, fucking w- whatever. You know. I remember back in the day, I used to say, I used to say. Uh, I used to say this thing that, of course, like a lot of like English people say it, but it was um, when it pops in my head, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there are certain things you grow up because they're used in culture. You just start using and using them now. I, like I said, to me, I grew up constantly watching American TV, constantly like everything was American for me. So that's gonna be the influence. That's what gave me the push to as well. When I was young, when I was like thirteen years old, I had zero friends. All I used to do was make friends on Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> and I used to play with these foreign clans like uh, abroad. So from the age of 13 to like 16, 17, my only friends are American kids playing Modern Warfare 2 with me. This is how I grew up speaking. This is how I started to be comfortable, how I fit in with these people. So of course. You don't like it. Don't listen. Exactly. But okay, speaking, speaking of uh, language. Is it okay if I drink, brother? Of course, of course, of course. Please do. Like, <laughs> my, in fact, <laughs> I was just thinking I'm parched. <laughs> mm. So, the, I, once, I once heard it said that every comedian wants to be a rapper and every rapper wants to be a comedian. Okay, okay. And there's a lot of 
connections especially uh, with with the like top level yeah, people yeah, yeah. between comedy and and 100%. rap like for example Ru- russell peters produced yeah, yeah, hip-hop yeah, evolution yeah, right yeah, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of rappers are also fucking funny the, a lot of I bars think, are straight fire <laughs> i think the fact that the simple thing that your your art is being on stage and entertaining people makes it so similar to each other so that similar. and also our main uh tool yeah. is our mouth is yeah. language right and you can flop and you can do well with both of them yeah. too it's so similar than you think yeah so and i think i think another thing is also um we're kind of on the edge of respectability even the most famous okay. people right okay. like even the like most famous comedians the most famous yeah. rappers yes they're they're invited to the red carpets they're invited to this they're invited to but they're not the they're not the focal point, you know, they're not the rock. They're, yeah, there's, yeah, you know, yeah. they're not the, the main famous people. Okay, okay, they're sort okay. of at the edges. And I think it's because yeah. we, we both kind of say shit where you're not allowed to say. Yeah. Right? I think when it comes to... How can... I think both, both are super important in, in culture. Yes. Right? 100%. I think maybe, maybe... Hip hop nowadays has grown to the point where you don't even know what hip hop is. Everything can be categorized as hip hop. Post Malone is categorized as hip hop. Yeah. And I love Post Malone. Is Justin Bieber hip hop? You get what I'm saying. Some of his new music. I think Justin Bieber, if he had to release music like nowadays and we didn't have the perception of him being a could easily consider and nowadays you can almost consider anything alternative hip hop. If it's not hip hop, it's alternative hip hop in some way. Um, so I think rap as an art has a lot of uh, influence on culture nowadays. But I think when it gets to mainstream, let's say, like if you go, I don't, if you, yeah, I think maybe, maybe I would have to disagree with you mm. on the point that. They're like on the edge. I guess I'm thinking about because very specific culture, people. It's true. Hip hop culture has gone to the point where it's like it's you, very you cannot mainstream. go to the Met Gala and not see all the big rappers. That's true. That's true. That's I true. Think. Actually, but you can go and not see all the biggest comics because they probably don't even want to go. They don't give a fuck. They dude. don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. <It's> so <laughs> that's I, true. That's true. But I think comedians and hip and and hip hop artists are very similar in the same way of what you said like we both say things which not everyone wants to hear now not everyone is going to go take their kid to a comedy specials live show and not everyone is going to take their kid to a certain artist hip-hop live show yeah because it's certain parameters which as a depends on what type of comedian you are as well you know you can play it safe and you can make there's jokes. a lot that do that yeah there's a lot of do and there's a lot of artists that play it safe too or maybe it's just their style is mm-hmm, how they mm-hmm, want to make mm-hmm. their music or their art from whatever it is but i i agree with you i think there's a certain aspect of rebellion which comes to different sides of both comedy and hip-hop which relate to each other so much. Like my favorite comedian is Andrew Schultz. Andrew Schultz. And the way he steps on just the (laughs) edges of 
being cancelled like oh my he's god one foot in one foot out on every joke you get me a hundred percent i love him so much he's for the that. best i love him so yeah. much for that and some of my favorite artists in hip-hop say the wildest shit bro like the wildest the craziest <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get to that and i just find it entertaining so entertaining so i agree with you it's yeah. so much more similar and it's true i think i think you're right that now hip-hop has gone totally mainstream uh i think i still have that perception of it from when eminem was counterculture right when eminem was underground and exactly. like you know the the main news source was like yeah. oh my god you know clutching exactly. their pearls back and- then i would agree with you <laughs> exactly. if, we're, if we're speaking about hip-hop and comedy back in the day yeah i would 100 percent agree with you even 10 years ago we were yeah 100 i think we were on the edges of of culture you know not necessarily respected as the celebrities like a film star would be like exactly, Tom exactly. Cruise or something but I feel like nowadays man that's true if, if nowadays if you're a big rapper or a big comedian yeah. bro the influence you have look at Ricky Gervais look at Dave Chappelle bro. yeah these people are superstars yeah. like but even, superstars, but, even but, but the comedians the comedians I feel are are still uh there's still a bit of tension they don't like, want to be because no but they, they don't want to be but also they keep they keep trying to cancel them right like dave Chappelle, prime example i think this is <laughs> donuts, <laughs> donuts, donuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> classic Malta. <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't know i'm not sure if you can hear if it's going to be picked up on mic probably it will be but uh there's the the donut man that drives around the mall <laughs> i hope this is clip i really <laughs> hope so <laughs> um what were we saying um we said dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah people keep getting canceled exactly they try and cancel them but they're uncancelable because they don't give a fuck like what are you gonna do to exactly. dave Chappelle? i think this is his the- fan base loves him too much i think it, the, there's gonna be a, and I know a lot of people are speaking about this at the moment mm-hmm. but I think there's gonna be a turning point in culture especially in American culture at, right now mm-hmm. like I think people are so sick of cancel culture and everything that's going on how everyone is so super sensitive for the smallest thing you can't even have conversation with three quarters of people nowadays because of how and I'm not speaking about Europe bro people mm-hmm. people like to put like mm-hmm. humans uh, in a box mm-hmm. and this is no hate to, to any country you know but you go to europe and you start to understand like it's so much easier to have certain conversations we can disagree mm-hmm. we can have opposing facts but i think we we still understand what it means to have an opinion it just seems like in in the us and in, in other countries like in america in america almost, mostly yeah is just getting to a point where it's like ridiculous. No one can even speak. Like you see every movie that comes out. And even even if the family, it, it, even if it's two white people, right? Yeah. The baby has to be Chinese somehow. <laughs> and the cousin has to be Indian. Yes, yes, yes. yes you get yes. it. Like we're trying so hard. Or like the so most ridiculous example of this is in the UK. They, they, um, there was this period drama yeah. where where I think they they um I think it was Queen Victoria okay. and they made her black. Come on. Bro, when I heard <laughs> when I heard that they wanted to t- turn Ariel 
Ariel, right? Mermaid, Ariel, whatever, because it's a fantasy character. But Queen Victoria is a historical figure. She wasn't black. Not only wasn't she black, but it was impossible for that to happen at that time. What are you talking about? It makes it makes a, a mockery of the the fact that race was such a problem for so long. You know that 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 time period was not good for for black people. And I also think there's this one point that people fail to pick up on so so much you don't understand that let's say area like my example mm-hmm. for area right to me this is what i think of it this mm-hmm. is this is how i think of things let no let's 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 take spider-man okay 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 so spider-man throughout history hot take <laughs> spider-man throughout history has i think at least i hope i'm not speaking mm-hmm. out of my ass at the moment but i think spider-man through history has always been white yeah it's always been a peter white parker character. no peter parker they were speaking about making spider-man black there is so there is I a think. what they did then in the comics was then there was an alternate universe yeah where they made him half black half latino is this a new comic no uh, it's it's actually he was the first one that they kind of went the okay that okay. route so with speaking but then no um, but then recently like a couple of years yeah. ago they started doing it with a lot of different yeah. characters like yeah. the new iron man is like this young black girl yeah. um thor they got lady thor where jane foster became so this they've been point. yeah doing that shit yes it, yes regardless yes. let's say i'm speaking out of my ass and spider-man was throughout history always white to me to me personally i feel like it is so much more for culture it is so much more positive instead of turning spider-man black make a whole movie about storm yeah storm is a black superhero and she's throughout history (laughs) always been black storm is one of the dopest superheroes ever in my opinion yep i agree she was the also black. look the image everything is insane she was black panther's wife for a while why not just make a, a movie about an actual black superhero same with ariel if ariel i get it it's a fictional character mm-hmm. but throughout history she's been a white mermaid yeah why not just create a new story about a new black character yeah and this the reason why i say it you don't understand that the people who are making these movies are 99 white people so when you see ariel being black for a movie it's still white people profiting from this movie the only thing they're doing is turning her black so that now they can reach a bigger audience use this excuse to get more people to watch the movie make more money off you just for you thinking you're being represented when all you you are you're being used i i i i more more or less agree and and i think the there is a part of all this that is no one performative like yeah. it's a lot of people kind of trying to be because if you don't nowadays you get cancelled yeah. but here's the thing here's the thing that people don't and you sort of touched upon it at the at the start of this that when you meet people in real life 90 percent of people 
are actually really reasonable. They may sh- they may skew one way or the other. And then there is this 5% of people that are fucking white supremacists. And then this other 5% of people that are these woke nut jobs that think men and women, there's no difference between them. Exactly. And, uh, you know, race is... Uh, I don't know what the fuck they think about race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's a touchy subject to speak on. But Even these, us speaking about it, exactly. now, we feel like... Uh, and you know what I feel? You word. know what I feel when I, when I do comedy, yeah, which is really sorry, strange? Yeah. So there was this one time. My set is very, it's Andrew Schulze, okay? So it's, it's a little bit edgy, yeah, let's yeah. say, for lack of a better word. And what I feel from the audience a lot of times is not that, oh, he said the wrong thing. Yeah. It's, and I'm offended by it. It's, oh, someone else might, might be, offended be offended by this. Yeah. Uh, they, they get a bit like on edge, right? Because it's culture nowadays. No? Exactly. And that, it, like, that that's a chilling effect because it it stops you yeah. from saying certain things. Because, like, I'm a I'm a baby comedian, yeah. basically. There's I don't have an audience yet, so the people coming to my shows, I'm mostly doing open mics. I'm doing shows where where there's a bunch of other people, and. So the audience is very mixed. Andrew Schultz, for example, people are going to see him. So they know what they're in for. They like Black, that shit. Asian, white. Indian, Everything. And he no shits on everyone. And he's shitting on yeah. everyone. 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 But yeah, when you're starting out, you, it's hard to do that. It's hard to shit on everyone because half the audience is getting annoyed. Yeah. So it it pulls you in a certain direction. It, it by necessity, it pulls you towards being more politically correct. Because... But I think yeah. at the same time, like we were speaking about this a bit, a bit prior now, mm-hmm. I think there's this awakening happening of most people. I think it it's getting to the point where people are getting so sick of being silenced just for having an opinion that everything is turning. And I'm sure you see this. And I this is, I don't know, maybe it's cringe to mention it as well now. But you see people like Andrew Tate, Oh right, 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 right. Constantly blowing up. That's part of the reason why he's blowing up, man. This is what I was gonna say. You see, Andrew Tate. There's this other guy now. Um, a Sneeko. Sneeko. Maybe a bit more crazy. Yeah. Andrew Tate, in my opinion, a bit more performative, but still blowing up for a reason. Andrew Schultz blew up for a reason. Yes. The reason why these people are blowing up is the same way that before. Let's say everyone used to, 10 years ago, everyone, everyone, I don't care what you say, bro. 10 years ago, everyone collectively agreed that men are women, men and women are different. 10 years ago, this yes, wasn't yes, even yes, a conversation yes, yes. now. Somewhere along the lines, there was a small group of people that started to say, no, we're exactly the same. And because the small group gangs up, the voice is amplified. Yes. And now I think the opposite is happening in the manosphere, uh, in the manosphere side of the yeah. internet, where everyone wants to be accepted and everyone wants to be um, respectful of each other and everything. And now the gangs of people who still think, no, men and women are different. Mm-hmm. No, I can have an opinion. No. These people are starting to gang up now, and you because see the, it with Andrew Tate, with Andrew Schultz, with all these people. The exact opposite is happening. They're the only ones with the balls to say exactly. what 
everyone's thinking unfortunately i feel like the manosphere you know i've known about andrew tate for years really years. i'm not gonna lie i just found out about him Ye- i've i've i haven't followed him but i've known six seven years yeah, yeah he's yeah. been around amazing you know yeah, yeah he's been around for ages man for time see? dude and I always felt the same. I feel I've always felt the same way about him, which is that, and most of the Manosphere uh, content, which is that the the description of the problem is correct. Yeah, their solutions yeah. tend to be a little, uh, or their interpretation of the yeah. problem tends to be a little bit far out there. Look, I think yeah. with with Andrew Tate, I think it's this way. I think. People like me and you who understand what before we were speaking about this, Mm -hmm. you either have it or you don't sometimes. And this is just how your brain is wired. If you don't understand it, you don't. If you do, you do. Mm -hmm. But I think when someone like me and you look at Andrew Tate, we can understand the points which he's making where he's making a valid point Mm -hmm. and the points that he's making to get clicks and views on his videos. I think... It's true, maybe, some people cannot recognize that, listen, half of the things he's saying are jokes and half of them actually have value. Maybe when you, maybe the reason we understand it is because we create content. So we understand how the internet works. Yeah. When I see Andrew Tate speaking about, like, he's not going to help his friend having a heart attack because he's not gay. <laughs> you really think that if his friend is having a heart attack, like, he's not going to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. hilarious to say. <laughs> it's hilarious so, uh, to say. That's, that's a big problem with Andrew Tate is that he's really funny. Bro, he's really charismatic amazing he and like even exactly. what you were saying about when you when you see it like sometimes you see you see someone and you're like he has the sauce yeah you understand what they're doing even even when you, like some his his set yeah. when he's there and he's leaning forward he doesn't have a shirt on there's this like red light yeah. and he's smoking a cigar yeah. you're I'm, i look at that and i'm like genius yeah he genius knows, genius he i'm knows. sorry like I, I you have to give the credit where credit's due Bro, even even younger artists like back in the day, I remember the whole SoundCloud SoundCloud era. Artists were getting tattoos on their face just to get noticed because everyone was making music. You can't tell me shit, bro. Some of these people were genius to tattoo their whole face to to get to get attention on them. Now, has it backfired? That's another that's another discussion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But these people were genius to manage to get to that position just by finding this hack. Yeah, yeah. I tattooed my face, now I have attention. So it's the same thing I think with Andrew Tate. Mm -hmm. It's genius, bro, to to understand what's going on in the world, to understand, oh, listen, so everyone is sensitive, everyone is doing this, 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 and this. Let me just go all All out, opposite way. And he he fulfills, he's uh, he's essentially... um, embodying a certain archetype he's like the archetype of the hyper masculine uh warrior yeah right and i think we need it as a representation nowadays too yes like it's lost of course there are some some things he says are so exaggerated now so exaggerated and look i think i think ultimately it is it is an he is a negative thing for for i think it is negative for for men because um if, essentially, his his main 
point why he's so appealing to a lot of men is because there's a lot of men that are unsuccessful with women, right? They're part of the 80% of men that get 80-90% that get no no play. Yeah. And they're listening to him and they're like, cool, what I need to do is XYZ. Dude, in reality, it's not like it's ABC, it's not XYZ. XYZ okay, let me let me make it more yeah, more yeah. Um, concrete. He's the red pill movement in general is very much like you need to be hot, you need to have money, and you need to have status. That's that's their main argument. The first one is actually the opposite. I think you I think they say you don't need to be hot. Get your money up. Yes, but Maybe, they also they no they they t- looks looks status money one hundred percent looks matter one hundred percent listen and look never not money and status fucking matter I'm not I saying think nowadays more than money I don't think they I'm not saying they don't matter but I mean more than looks my bad yeah. but if you hyper prioritize those things yeah. you're going to attract women that hyper prioritize those things yeah so then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. of of course the women you're dealing with yeah. are all money hungry hoes yeah. because all you've got is money status and looks now if you ask like cross-culturally if you ask women what they like yeah the top three yeah. are always kindness money oh sorry kindness um intelligence and status so it's not like and then it's you know there's there's looks and there's money they they come into that in, into that for sure but the 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 things that most women actually like look at my video the period video right why did that pop off so hard okay i'm not ugly yeah i have a deep voice so so that's that's kind of attractive there are there are other signals of attractiveness but i was also being really nice about it yeah that's and that is what women like they are much more attracted to personality mm-hmm. and and things like that than men realize because our system is so um, overwhelmed yeah. by things like looks yeah. that we don't understand how women work. Every woman has this experience, for example. She, she's a guy, he's ugly. She's like, no. Then he opens his fucking mouth and she spends an hour with him and all of a sudden he becomes attractive. She starts seeing him as more attractive. I agree. With some points, all right, and all I right. disagree with some. Go on. A, I think, and I love this because yeah. we can actually have a discussion. Exactly, exactly. I think, in, in my opinion, maybe I'm biased. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm biased in my thought in my thought structure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am biased too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is why we can exactly. have conversation. Oh, <laughs> so in my opinion, when I look at Andrew Tate. Mm-hmm. I see someone that's that clearly knows what they're doing, right? They clearly, clearly have a brain on their head. They clearly know when they're joking, where they when they're saying outlandish things, and when they're being a hundred percent serious. You watch streams with like Andrew Tate actually discussing things with people. Some he said some some things which maybe he didn't. Um, he himself didn't step up for himself um, with regards to his argument. I feel like mm-hmm. like there was this one argument where he was saying that um, nine, out, nine out of ten times he'd rather drive with a man than with a the woman. one with Hassan. Yeah, and then Hassan was bringing up like, yeah, but it's statistically proven that there's more men that crash cars. Listen, 
that's not the point that Andrew mm. Tate was saying. And I feel like Andrew was forgetting, Andrew forgot to say this. I think the reason why there's more men that crash their cars is because men take more risk when driving 99% yes. of the time. So that's why more car crashes happening. But True. on the average day, if you're getting in a car with your friend just trying to get to work, that's a whole different situation. Car crashes necessarily yeah. don't give an average on the average driver because True. the average person which is crashing is probably okay. speeding okay. and they're see already breaking the law. I see what you mean. So you get, you understand what I'm trying to True. say. Now, I see, I might be seeing Tate as an overall positive mm -hmm. because I understand what he's doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe what you're saying it's true because I've never lived as an I don't know I don't know if it's the word to say mm -hmm. I've not I never was an insert you get what and I'm right, right 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 I right. never was I never was a person who um, there were days where for sure I I didn't feel confident I got rejected by every girl I asked out there were these days for sure for me but I I never felt like there was no hope yeah I never felt like there was no hope. Maybe Andrew is preaching to people who feel like there's no hope. So the way they look at him is more of a God instead of a just listen and understand what this guy is doing. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. Maybe I'm biased because I don't take everything he says word for word. But I think this is a question to you. Mm -hmm. If you are a person that doesn't have confidence, that would never message a girl, that would mm -hmm. never speak to a girl, that mm -hmm. don't know how to dress, that that you don't mm -hmm. know, you you get the type of person which I'm trying to, yes, to yes, yes. speak about now. If you see Andrew Tate and you start getting inspired on getting your money up, working out, looking good, taking care of your health, all of these things, don't you think it's true? Maybe you're gonna get the wrong women after you do all of these things but don't you think there's a net positive yes. to actually being able to get to a point where people are interested in you instead of doing nothing at all yes yes listen like i again i think this is this is a a part of the the problem quote unquote with this andrew conversation. <laughs> this is this part of the problem with with andrew tate is that a lot of the stuff he says yeah. a, a, a very large portion of what he says, I agree with a hundred percent. What he talks about escaping the matrix, um, about the fact that yeah, you should work out, you should do hard things. The best things in life don't come easy; they're hard, etc., um, etc. Et a, a lot of that is very, very positive, and yeah, he's going to inspire a lot of people to um, do something about it. A hundred percent in that in that respect. I just think that ultimately, the I think the thrust of his argument is correct. It's when you get into the details that he starts to lose me. And I think he's ultimately incorrect. I mean, I, and I don't even have a problem with like, he's saying, you know, he has six girlfriends and, it, you know, he's not going to have a wife, I whatever. I think that's the selling point. Though. Do what the fuck you want. Yeah. At the end of the day, I don't care if that's okay with those women, if those women want to date you and, and whatever. Great. Yeah. It's just that in my experience, yeah. none of that shit has ever mattered whether 100%. i have money or status or the and because he talks about this as well like the confidence the being funny being interesting yeah. all that shit matters way more yeah. and being nice matters 
so much more than people realize yeah, yeah. and bro if you see his whole if you see his whole um i watch him I like, yeah, yeah i'm just interested i'm fascinated to see someone who thinks this way argue with incels i watch i a, a watch quite a bit of his I content love it, bro. i love it um and even when he's speaking to smart people you can see he code switches so but he knows when he's speaking to someone smart and he knows when he's entertaining people yes when he's having grown conversation bro he never says like the car conversation was the only thing which i felt that he didn't uh argue against the arg- yeah yeah he was, he, he made he made a bad argument straight up exactly exactly yes. and i think even if it was a good argument he didn't explain why it was a good argument to him mm-hmm. he was just saying but listen it's my opinion when i got in cars that's not how you explain that argument no. give the explanation that i gave you i think makes a lot more sense to explain for example yes yeah, sure maybe statistically I, I i have no idea i've never looked into the issue yeah. of who drives better. me neither yeah me neither. So <laughs> i'm speaking out of my ass yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, i forgot where I, where I was going with this <laughs> okay well <laughs> but okay and well, i think i think we we discussed andrew and yes, yes, enough. I, agree. I have i actually have um so let me pull this up sort of related i guess let's go um <laughs> so so we mentioned before that um you know a lot of rappers have like some great lines right yeah yeah, yeah. and i went through a lot of your music and i found <laughs> some good lines <laughs> let's do this i'm so happy some crazy ass lines so mm-hmm. i'm trying to i'm trying to get good uh, back to the seriousness you know i'm thinking about andrew tate right now so this is from uh the um instant classic break your back okay um And there's two lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't trying to talk. I'm trying to break your back. Yes. Pussy on lock and my dick is the key. Mm-hmm. So what was your inspiration for these? Was it Jesus? Was it perhaps your favorite romantic comedy? Yes. Where did you get these lines? I'm very religious, man. Mm-hmm. I, uh, intellectual, mm-hmm. philosopher, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Digging deep into I can see my that. Um, soul mm-hmm. and thoughts and understandings and of backs. life. And backs. <laughs> no, bro. I'll be honest with you. This album, I'm so happy that you said this is from Alto Ego. Yes, yes, yes. The whole name explains the whole project, basically. And uh, I'm so glad that you actually took time to listen to this project because I feel like it's the best one I've made so far. Me too. Like my confidence over there is is. It's my favorite one. Easy. It's something else. The lyrics. When I was making this project, bro, I just remember just having so much fun. I, w- I, l- I was listening to the music. If you listen to my favorite artist of all time, his name is Rob Banks. You will start to understand where I get my inspirations from as an artist and mm-hmm. why I'm wild with my lyrics sometimes. Mm-hmm. About these things. I swear, like, Rob Banks has one cover. <laughs> one cover of his project is, um, like, a girl, like an anime uh-huh. girl. With her mouth open, tongue out, he's sitting on her tongue <laughs> with a like 20 inch dick, <laughs> blurred out. But like, so, I'll show this to you afterwards. Yes, please. But so he's like my favorite artist ever. I've been listening to him for so long, and 
he has like these weird anime references to like women and and it is just so funny bro he talks about his dick all the time all the way <laughs> and um uh-huh. and uh it's just fun like when i when i used to listen to his music i just it was just so much fun listening to these stupid lines for me so when i was making this project i was like like fuck what everyone thinks bro fuck who's listening to this and judging i'm just i just want to just play how fun exactly and the whole name of the project is alter ego it's literally lydon and eddie are two different people bro 100 two different people they're starting to get closer to each other lydon is starting to become more eddie Mm. which is a good thing okay 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 in my opinion Uh, for those that don't know his my real name was that yeah Um, I was sure your name was Eddie <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> People come up to me and they're like, "Your real name is an Eddie Fresco." I'm like, "Can, can you imagine Fresco? Parents cool enough to to give you that birth name? I know, right? Like two years old. My name is Eddie Fresco. <laughs> Fresco, I guess. No. Fresco, I guess. But yeah, I just thought your name was Edward. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I guess exactly. <laughs> but like, no. And, okay. Um, so yeah exactly like Lydon and eddie are two different people Interesting. And that project was me representing eddie Amazing. like the scumbag piece of shit he is <laughs> it was so good it was really my type of energy <laughs> it felt like it felt like when you're you're like at the gym or you're in a bar with a bunch of dudes and yeah. some girl walks in you're like when you're just when a girl walks over you switch to Maltese there's something about Maltese <laughs> where, where a, when a, a very attractive woman walks in you just yeah you just start it thinking it has to be a Maltese no it's it's it it's be. so much better in Maltese it's so uh, much better it's more from the soul exactly exactly it's from here you know it's from the, the gut from the soul and yeah there's a couple of other lives I, I think actually most of the lines were from that album Could that be. I have <laughs> Bro, um, wild if, lines in fact one of your songs is called beat it up slash pull out uh-huh. um, is that your preferred mode of birth control <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I have an issue. Yeah. I have an issue. <laughs> I need to start carrying like a pack of me. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of condoms where you leave. I just bought a hundred. <laughs> I buy them and give them out to people who come to the podcast. <laughs> you should brand them, bro. Trust <laughs> Dude, condoms are expensive. It's only worth it if you buy them a hundred at a time. I guess. <laughs> I mean, you think it's, you wouldn't know. <laughs> no, I'll be honest with you. Like um, once when I was dating my when I was dating my ex, yeah, I remember that was like I had I had this issue now. Like I don't know, and especially when you get in relationships, like, yeah, you start to get comfortable. Everyone knows how it goes, of course. And I remember she had bought this. <laughs> Hundred pack of condoms bro, from China, some 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 fucking place, and I'm telling you, like, there's some wild selections over there, bro. Some wild selections, like different Ooh, different flavors, condoms, flavors, everything. Wildest condom I ever saw was a roast beef flavored condom. Roast beef, roast beef. You're there flavored having dinner, condom. dude. <laughs> roast beef. <laughs> Imagine you're gonna be like, not the roast beef one today. Nah, today is those beef. Yeah, just don't date vegetarians. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe that's the getaway. 
maybe that's the little like Listen, one of my favorite cheating, one know? of my favorite lines from a from a song is yeah. from young Dolph blue okay, boys okay. She, she a vegetarian but you love my meat RP <laughs> Dolph bro RP oh my god so in in cigarettes actually i know you said okay, you hate okay, the song okay. but you say you rhyme uh woes with hoes and i you did the, the, the proper the line is uh demons keep me up crying out to the world all alone but these woes but these woes won't save me but these, cigarettes burn through uh, these clothes i have hoes trying to burn through my money going crazy yeah exactly and so I, I felt that deeply yeah i think the, <laughs> i think the the I think it, it's a slightly different than that. I think, but you got ninety nine percent of it. Okay, so okay. I think it's c- cigarettes burn through these clothes. Exactly, like holes, gonna burn through my money, going crazy. Something okay, like maybe that, maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. No, maybe it's very close still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It was. Um, Mm-hmm. I was going through a period over there. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was gonna get to. Um, so, so you, it's so, okay. So you said like you, you were never an incel. You were never like just totally useless with women. I was no. Look, there was this. There was a point where for sure I was like rejected on a seven re- seven rejection streak. Like seven rejections after each other, like yes, yes, no yes. no luck in the middle. This was when I was like, I don't know. I think from between sixteen to that happened pretty late, to be honest with you. Like from fifteen to seventeen, I think. The name's late, bro. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but like, yeah, I think fifteen to seventeen or sixteen to eighteen. Yeah, it was rich for me, bro. Nothing. Yeah. Thing. Every guy goes through that at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're just gorgeous. Exactly. And you're exactly. just one of the which I think I actually one of them. which I think, man, yeah. actually is probably not a good thing. Because it you have you end up relying on your looks and you rely on just your natural God given talents or not even talents, and you never learn how what women yes. actually want and like what what I, how to actually deal with women. I'm not gonna lie, it was most probably it's a deeper story to it. It's it's, it's too much of a downer, so yeah. I don't want to get into it like right now. But there were certain situations that happened to me in my in my childhood, mm-hmm. which most probably is a reason for why I started to make music. Mm-hmm. It's because I didn't have that attention. I never got it from anything. So maybe subconsciously, I started to make this music shit for that attention and to start getting my social hierarchy up and to start getting bitches. (laughs) Hey, man. Andrew Tate says, hey, man. I need so much validation. I stand in front of a crowd of strangers and try to get them to laugh. <laughs> All right, so but you get me. It's I a, get you. It comes from somewhere, I think. Somewhere, sure. dude. But yes, there was this period in my life, one hundred percent for sure. Yeah, yeah, and and so then, okay, but then before did did you have start having success before you had like some music success? No, no it was it was the music that got you the sad. Yeah, but it's true. Mm. It's like, how can I say? <laughs> oh, this was another problem of mine, right? I have like, I was watching this Bobby Lee podcast yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was talking about this. Like, he just broke up with his ex. Yeah, with Kalila. Yeah, and he was saying like, 
he has eyes of a millionaire. And what he meant by this is like, even though he knows what he looks like now. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good eyes of a millionaire. Yeah. yeah. So even though he knows what he looks like, his like what he goes for, let's say. We're talking about being delusional earlier. Delusional, right? I am uh, I am nine million percent delusional when it comes I'm to women. I'm 100 percent the same. <laughs> I used to look like a cricket. <laughs> I can I can see that. I can I'm see telling that. you, bro, like cricket. This mustache, facial hair tattoo saved my life. It, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, so I used to go for girls, bro. Shout out to them. Some of them very successful today. Mm-hmm. I used to go for girls, bro. So out of my league. So it I don't even like to say the word out of my league. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't well well at the time. They were out of your league. Exactly. You were here? Yeah, exactly. You I was had a this cricket. much value. Exactly. Exactly. You were I was trying to get a puppy. Uh, <laughs> as a cricket, you're not getting a puppy. So um uh yeah, I guess I guess that's what it was. It's like I wasn't me I, um, I was not the person that I was today so I was failing every single time I didn't know how to speak to women I didn't know how to act next to women I didn't know how to take care of myself how to uh, all of these things you know it's uh, a lot of things play a part of yep. it, bro. a lot of things 100% I, I think I was a bit uh, lucky lucky unlucky depends how you look at it yeah. but um, I was never totally useless I mean there were dry spells of yeah. like years yeah uh well not years i think the, the longest dress i had was a, a year multiple times yeah. uh but then you know when i would get a girlfriend she would be quote-unquote out of my league yeah yeah yeah. Same uh, yeah uh but then i'm very very happy that i figured it out before i got any level of notoriety any level yeah, of yeah, yeah, clout yeah, whatever you want yeah. to call it yeah um because now I kind of see it different and I kind of know that, okay, I can be attractive without yeah. the status, yeah. without this, without that, you know? For me, it was a bit different. Yeah. So Which is which might speak to our different opinions right. about Andrew Tate, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So it makes a lot of sense, actually. To me, it was like, um, maybe this was also a reason why I was unattractive. Mm-hmm. back in the day like i said like at the age of eight i remember myself shooting bionicle music uh, shooting bionicle videos and uploading them to youtube i wish i could find this channel someday but i wish <laughs> on a motorola flip phone i still remember the v3 I, whatever the fuck those black ones i forgot yeah <laughs> the ray the razor the cool yeah, ones right it was my dad's and i remember i used to like um take videos of the bionicles i used to custom build yeah and post them up on youtube so after that it was me live streaming and um doing like call of duty montage montages like modern warfare 2 trick shots and everything putting them on youtube after that it was fashion i used to make fashion videos i was always like since a young kid just looking for this interesting looking for this in different ways i was just always constantly looking for it so i think when i was like 15 16 i started doing this fashion shit on youtube and you know like Malta's Malta, but the second you do something people are judging Tell me so about i it. think especially like when i was 16 17 in that junior college area you know mm-hmm. like everyone is judging each other everyone wants to be at the cool table people aren't 
mm-hmm. I think it wasn't so attractive to females being like, the ones who got it, got it. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember this one specific girl, shout out to Johnny's. Um, <laughs> uh, if we haven't spoken in a minute, but I remember this one specific girl, like, and this is such a funny story. <laughs> I remember we had psychology class together, uh-huh. I think. And one day she just sat next to me and I used to find her very attractive back in the day. Um, not nothing, nothing the same here. We just don't speak no more. No, it's, we just Fair. fell out like time. You get exactly. Me. But I used to find her very attractive. This is one of the girls that friends on me back mm-hmm. And um, I remember she <clears> sat next to me and she was like, after a couple of days, she got to know me. She realized she wasn't interested in me. <laughs> cool. <laughs> but on the day she sat next to me, <laughs> yeah. she told me she sat next to me because I made those videos and because she thought that was cool as fuck. Okay, 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 okay. That's dope. But then she got to know me and she's like, nah, nah. these guys are fucking weirdo. No. <laughs> So, um, uh, yeah, I guess it, some people get it. Some people see what you're trying to do and some don't. But I think the majority would much rather not take the risk. Yeah. Yep. So I went through that for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I I wasn't a useless person, but I was useless with women, for sure. And then I remember, like, music started happening. And there was this crazy one week, bro. There were these three girls, all of them, all, all three friends on me. And in this same, you remember yeah. like the old days, like disgusting. No, I, I hate talking about this, but I think in two weeks, like I went out with all three after I released music. Uh, after you popped. And I was friend zoned with yeah. these. Yeah. So yeah. That affected my psychology a bit for sure. Of course. Of yeah. course. Of course. And okay. Um, so um, I'm curious about something. Like, w- was there a point then where. Yeah, you got too successful for your own good. I don't think I'm too successful. Like with with women, I mean, not 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 with. Uh... It, it got to a point for sure where it was like I started to question, like, like is this really how it works now? Like, you just do something and then I don't know. But to me, it yeah. was like it was sad. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you. Oh, because you, you, sorry, continue. Getting rejected yeah. seven times in a row, just trying to be yourself. And all of a sudden you release two music videos, they do well and you start getting, all of a and I, I'm not saying that I used to get like crazy attention. No, yeah. but from these three women I cared about, I did. So in my head, I was like, oh, like this is how it works. And I guess like the more time goes on the more you start realizing how much status and and again bro, i i hate to see myself like when people look at me and say you made it i haven't mm. made shit yeah bro. of course I'm, I'm nowhere compared where i want to be so i'm not talking about me like i made it like this thing i feel none of this but i understand perception no but to other people they see success when they look at me maybe some people might see a cringe kid some people might see success but mm-hmm. that's not my point i started to realize that like as soon as you're on stage perception changes mm-hmm. as soon as you start to get some followers up on instagram perception changes as soon <clears throat> and again like i'm saying i used to look like a cricket now i look <laughs> kind of halfway decent the- so that makes a difference too yes 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 sure. of, course, of course but of i course. did notice the incline of like you know getting attention but okay so here's the here's the thing with with status 
that I think a lot of the red pill people get wrong. A lot of people sort of misunderstand yeah. that w- why women like status. They like status because it signifies certain underlying traits. One hundred percent. You know, you you put you saying you put out music video and yeah. you put out music, right? And it was good and it was popular. Exactly. So what that's saying is, oh, this guy yeah. can do some good shit right that's that's attractive i think it taps into instinct of course of course and i think the problem is that some women only care about the status and then if you're a fucking asshole they don't care because you have status and they want the status for what it brings right but a lot most women actually okay they're going to be attracted by the status but you can't then if you're an asshole it's they're, they're gonna fuck off is that I, and I, I think I think the way to look at it actually is looks, money, status are like marketing. One hundred percent, right? Yeah. But then, do you have the product? Do you have the product? I that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's the recipe for a healthy relationship. But I think at the same time, ninety no, let's say seventy percent of relationships aren't. So, aren't healthy you mean yeah oh yeah no that's, there's a I'm whole saying. bunch of reasons for that so I think 100% yeah. but I also I also think like um, sometimes people don't even know what they want people have no idea what they mostly people mostly don't know people what they want don't know what they want mostly so I think sometimes it, like I've started to experience this you know like I'm at a point in my life where I don't want there are women I speak to you know mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's, an, it's a normal thing I guess um, but I'm at a point in my life where because of certain experiences and because of these questions in my head, like going around because of what I'm doing, um, I'm not interested. Like I'm not interested in, in relationships. Mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. Like I want one. I want to be married. I want to have kids. Yes. Like, all of these things. Um, but I'm at a point in my life where it's like, I don't know, you start to get so many of these questions like, why do people like me? Do they like me for me or do they like me for what they see? Mm-hmm. Do they like the idea of me or me as a person? You start to get some so many of these questions when you're doing something, you know, and you start to get this attention, which goes back to a question of, did it ever get to a point where it was like too good for myself? Mm-hmm. I guess now I'm at that point where it's like, I don't even know when a girl likes me for me or when they like me for what I'm doing. You know? it, it must be, so must be a hard. Stopping. Yeah. I guess, I guess, um, have you, have you ever been on like uh, Tinder, for example? Yeah, I go, but I delete it. As you, it's like I do. In, and, in and out. Like. It's like, it's a really weird thing I do, but I don't yeah. know. And not nowadays. Like nowadays uh-huh. I don't have Tinder. I don't have right. anything. It was mostly when I was going through my breakup, to mm-hmm. be honest. Mm-hmm. When I was going through my breakup, I downloaded it and I used to go on it, swipe, see who I like, see who I don't. As soon as there's no more swipes left, you know, you spend. Yes, yes, yes. Like well, a couple of everyone's done it. You know. I spent more until you get to the end. Exactly. For those for those listening you from the US, in Malta, you get to the end of Tinder. <laughs> when you get to the end, I'm like, what? What was I doing? Like, what am I doing? And I just delete the app immediately. Like, and Hopefully. I've done this, I think, ten times in the mm. span of three months when I was going through my breakup. Yeah. Which, Nowadays, was, which was I when? Don't, I don't care. This was like a year and a half ago. All right, all right, all right. Something like that. Yeah. Or two years ago. I don't mm-hmm. know. Something, something. Um, 
No, I had a I had a bit of a different um, experience. I was a serial monogamist for a very long time. Okay. okay. And then I, me and my last ex broke up and I went on what you can only describe as a tear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Explain the tear. <laughs> I mean, at a point I had like eight, not girlfriends, like I was always honest. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I was, I was always honest. Andrew Tate, I, I think he's collectively a bad, a bad role model. <laughs> Five minutes later, I had like eight girls. <laughs> but look, I was honest. I was always, it wasn't like I would tell them, oh, you're the only one, baby, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, listen, I'm seeing other people, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. And it was varying levels of seeing these people. Exactly. Some you like yeah. more than others. Exactly. Some are just for the night. Um, but yeah, at some point I was just like, I'm tired. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. That's I'm what done. I mean. It's yeah. weird. I'm at this point where it's like, is sex even worth the fucking hassle of going through this? <laughs> Let's be honest. If she's hot enough, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. After 100%. a long day, for sure, hundred percent. But it's like, what I how. If it happens instantaneously, yeah. like if it happens, if I'm in the mood and a girl asks and she wants to meet, whatever, blah, yeah. blah, I'm 99.9% meeting if I find her attractive. Look at you. But uh, I am in a situation right now where it's like there are women that I am attracted to, which I'm like, I'm waiting on the feeling of being like, hey, you want to meet? Because I start to get this, and again, gorgeous women. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, 16 year old me would be punching me in the face right now bro like you piece of shit bro you're not taking these bro. opportunities right bro. now bro take <laughs> one for 16, the team 16 year old me would be he's like beating trying to beat the, the shit, shit out, out of me, me right bro, now. stabbing me <laughs> 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 that's what's happening but but actually this is the, my my um original question about uh, did it did you ever get too successful for your own good was kind of I was kind of asking you this without asking you it, which is like, did it ever get to, because essentially I was useless or I was half useless yeah. for most of my life. And then I, it got to a point, yeah, uh, about a year ago where I I realized, oh, I'm really good at this. Yeah. And so then it, you're just like a kid in a candy store and yeah, that 16 year old you comes out and you, you can't say no. Yeah. And then, yeah, you end up with like eight girls that you're seeing yeah. and you're just like, this is too much you start yeah. like emotionally it's not emotionally, fun anymore bro, it's, it's draining taxing. you start feeling guilty you don't want yeah. to make them feel bad yeah. like so having to hide shit there was this yeah. there was this one time where fucking i had a girl over one night and then the next morning another girl was coming Come over on. and I, <laughs> I i slept too late man like the one time i didn't wake up and the bell fucking rings and that that and she felt terrible because I was like, listen, I was I was just honest. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, there's someone else inside. You, you can't come in. And I, I sent her away. She came back later, yeah. and she was so upset. And I felt so guilty. I felt so yeah. bad about it. Right? You you end up like hurting people doing this shit. And question. And and sorry, what? Like que- you? No, if you have more uh, for your point, go ahead. Finish. Really? Oh no no no! Question an, for you. Oh question question yes. How? Oh how? Like how? Is she is one sleeping over, mm-hmm. and then the next morning is one another one coming. Like what I'm saying is, what were you going through at that point in your life to be like, yeah, I need another one tomorrow? Because me nowadays, yeah, I feel like it's more stress 
then yeah yeah it's way i mean listen basically what i was going through was like the fact that i by the way the light turned off yeah yeah yeah, i know fuck the light (laughs) (laughs) actually real quick boom intermission (laughs) (laughs) um yeah what i was going through was that i it was always like a goal of mine there was like a bit of intellectual curiosity as well about like how far can i take this it was almost like it's almost like a game again i started getting it and and i mean my fucking podcast is literally about this topic so there's a part of me also that was thinking like I need to experience everything I could possibly experience so just so I have a bit kind of kind of Crazy. yeah um and uh, yeah like eight is a lot yeah eight <laughs> it, like, is crazy it was nuts dude. to people like, I think to people who don't think they will yeah. be in that situation they'll be like oh that's like yeah and I had other shit dream. on listen you could do eight you could do eight if like that's all you're doing that's what i'm saying that's what i that's but, was my question you know. like how how do you manage that going to you don't you don't you don't you, you don't, don't you can't you can't you can't you can't and when you say girlfriends you mean like you were speak you were given the attention no 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 like, when i say girlfriends i mean girls i was seeing to right. some in some form of another right. it wasn't i wasn't texting any of them every day no, it wasn't actually, like you know but okay but but I'm curious about so you do music, you go to shows. I know you lived you lived in Czech Republic for a while, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I now it's the situation where it's like um, I'm basically like my between Malta and Czech Republic okay. because like this year I would I think I'll spend like I don't know five months there in mm-hmm. total. I think next year I, we have like I don't know four months of touring again. So nice. I'm bouncing around. Uh, Prague specifically. Yeah, Prague. Exactly. I though I went to Prague when oh, I was 18. Oh, I fucking love it. The women and the city. But listen, are- <laughs> shout out Prague. But bro, Bratislava, my brother. Oh yeah. Do you think for the women or the city? No. <laughs> no, city Prague. Okay. Prague is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it feels like Narnia walking in that place. It is. Oh, it's, women, uh, I still remember it. Women, bro. Bratislava. Nothing against Czech women. Gorgeous. A1. But Bratislava is just something else, bro. But yes. Yeah. Go on. You, you know what I'll tell you? Sorry. Can you can you just turn your, your seat a bit? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Just so like the camera catches you a bit better. Um so actually I have a have a good good story about uh Prague when I was eighteen. So so we're we're on a Euro trip. Yeah. And and um so yeah, this was kind of towards the end of the Euro trip, and like you, you, we pull up in the train, st- in the train station. The train station is gorgeous. I don't yeah, know if you've yeah, ever been inside. Bro. Beautiful, Probably beautiful. I mean, you you look up and there's these like paintings, these the Grecian statues. Every corner. Yeah, dude. And then you look down. There's a fucking McDonald's. And <laughs> there's another thing ruined by American consumerism. Yeah. Um, but they had two for one on Big Macs, and I love a good deal. So oh, fuck right, it. Exactly. Right. We had some Big Macs. Anyway, we finish. We go to this, uh, we go to our hostel, check in, and we're in this like eight bed dorm. Yeah. And we're introduced to, we're, it's like five, me and other four guys. So there's just these other two people in the dorm. And I can only describe these people as 
they were very nice, okay? okay? But I describe them as the Irish incest twins. <laughs> Look, Specific. they were very touchy. They had cleft palates. They slept in the same bed. There was something a bit off, but they were very, very, very nice, very nice. And also, maybe it was something to do with the hostel. It was dingy AF. I mean, this place was oh, garbage. Or this one in particular. But again, love a good deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who needs good sleep? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and these fucking these these people went on a no exaggeration twenty six hour bender, like they went on a twenty six hour bar hop. Truly spectacular show of force performance really anyway that while they were on their bender we went out with some culture activities we ended up going to this bar made friends with the bartender we snorted gin okay <laughs> just a whole other story <laughs> and at about five in the morning after vomiting up the burgers that the bartender made us the great deals um we end up in a strip club okay and i don't know if you've ever been to a strip club in malta I have, yes. They're garbage. What? Is, Basically kindergarten. Yes. Yeah, like, like, it's barely, like, literally, they're in their underwear. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and apart, I, I really don't like strip clubs in general. Literally, I think this was the last time I've been to a strip club was I in Czech Republic. I have only gone when it's like a friendly, like, hey, exactly. you, that being said, first thing I see as I walk into um, the, this Czech strip club was yeah. two girls, yeah. butt naked, ass to ass. And I'm like, I'm home. Um, and these girls were hot too. I mean, wars have been started for less. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we sit down and they hand us a menu. And the menu, you know, the first bit's all normal. Cuba Libre, 7 euros. Mojito, 8 yeah. euros, whatever. And then it's like private dance, 50 euros. Okay. Private lesbian show, 180 euros. I'll be honest, I thought about that one. Um, <laughs> and, and But then like the guy who hands us the, the menu was kind of hovering. And we're like, yeah. And he's like, listen, boys, boys. His name was Sergey. Like, boys, I want you to have a very good time, okay? Yeah. But remember, <laughs> the accent is very. Close. Remember, all the prices is a full girl, full price, midget half price. I swear to God, he said this to me, okay? And <laughs> midget half price. And I, I looked at him, and I wanted to tell him that it's midget is no longer the politically correct term you know <laughs> but instead but instead i put my hand on his shoulder and i told him sergey i love a good deal <laughs> that's half price no half price dude half price. half price how can you how can you argue with half price still getting what the same amount of holes I mean, you know, three, three for the price of one <laughs> or six for the price of one. I guess we get to private lesbian show. <laughs> I, I like your way of thinking. In Czech Republic, there's this one day we're walking through the center. Yeah. We're walking, walking. I don't know if you experienced this in, in Prague, the center, but there's like shows going on throughout the week. But we're walking and there's this guy who's like, come, come, free show, come, free show, only pay drinks, come, mm -hmm. come. And we're laughing, like, let's go see what this guy Yeah. Wants. We go up to him, he's like, bro, you know, you don't want to see girl fisting girl? <laughs> <laughs> and me and my friend, bro, we turn to each other, we're like, what, what do you mean? So, yes, live fisting, yes, live fisting. Free, drinks only, pay. 
<laughs> and bro, I stood there thinking about it for a solid 10 minutes. I mean, at that point, same with... It's me. intriguing. It's like, it's not even about the sexual... Not at all. Fist in life, like... Uh, part of you is just like, I kind of want to know. What's the atmosphere? Like? Yeah, 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 exactly. What's going on? <laughs> I've been to a sex show in Amsterdam. That I was, haven't been. Those, those, those kind of wild. The, people told me it's disgusting, though. Like old yeah, people fucking. So no, no, no. The, the people <laughs> fucking were were hot actually. Uh, but then there were a couple of moments. But, I mean, there was one. She got a guy, put him on a chair, and she's like throwing ribbon on him. But the ribbon was like coming out of her pussy. Oh wow! So it's like a magic show. Uh, uh, yeah, it was more like a burlesque show. But yeah, like this ribbon was never ending too. <laughs> Changing um, colors too, no? <laughs> there was, I think, literally, I think so. And and I don't know if you just put that idea in my head or I genuinely <laughs> remember that. But but there was another one. She got this guy on stage, she had a shirt on. She opened up his shirt, yeah. got him to lie down on the ground. She put a marker in her pussy and wrote this guy's name with with her pussy. At that point, it's a genuine show. It's a skill. It's a skill. hundred percent. hundred percent. That's it. <laughs> LeBron shit. You control your pussy muscles <laughs> to, to tighten up the market. That, that's some Kegel, some hardcore Kegels, huh? I can't even use my right hand, <laughs> my left hand, to write someone's name. She wrote really? your pussy, bro? It's pretty good, dude. <laughs> but, but, but do you have any, any like crazy DMs or crazy like groupie stories, like girls that. Yeah, check girls out yeah. like something else now. Like you start to understand like how different culture affects uh women yeah. too in different countries, bro. Like of course I'm sure you know about this, but Czech has a, a very, very, very popular porn uh, oh yeah of course yes, yes 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 like yes if you go on all of your favorite websites and you're like, i've seen the, i've seen them come up for sure it's everywhere bro fake taxis everything it's like yeah yeah, yeah i never i never the culture over there bro is uh-huh. is mad like yeah. i'm i'm telling you this is this is genuinely the truth if if you if you experience this bro you'll like you'll see every single female that follows me on Instagram. You know, you see who follows you, you go yes. on Instagram to check who this person is. Um, every single female that follows you, bro, has a picture of their ass on their Instagram. But I'm telling you, it's like, not the not the Maltese, I'm at the beach, take a picture from the back to show my figure. It's not, it's sexually. Yes, yes, yes. It's very deliberately. It's deliberately sexual. And it's like the the um, BDSM culture over there is mad, bro. like mad. And the, this thing like where they stick hooks in themselves and all of this, it's mad. Like the culture over there. Guess who's moving to Czech Republic? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm you, the culture over there is crazy. And I have this one story yeah. of this particular girl that I end up meeting over there. It's the first time this happened to me. So mm. we meet. I'm understanding already what, what these women are. I I have my manager with me. He tells me about his experiences, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to understand that over there, the culture is very... Because I think they grow up watching porn now. Because it, it's over there. So I mean, everyone does at this point. Yeah, but I but think then in Czech, there it's, it's more... It's there. Uh-huh. You get me? Like, I think in Czech, probably females get asked for fake taxis 
on a uh, on such a more regular basis than any other country in the world because it's real like it, it bro you you go on any of your favorite sites you write check it's everywhere yes yes, everywhere. yes, yes, yes. so um uh, it's literally a part of the culture over there and um i remember i met this one girl we were speaking blah blah next day we decide like she's gonna come over now we're gonna meet first girl that has ever told me to punch her straight in her face punch 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 so like closed fist yeah like the conversation i didn't do it <laughs> the conversation <laughs> went like this bro the conversation went like this and but i'm telling you like to them this is completely normal and this this was before you had sex or do you, like during no so so first we're speaking and like she's telling me you know what she wants she's telling me what she likes and everything and she's making it clear that this is what she enjoys um she's also told me that she's um uh, she doesn't really like sleep with men mm-hmm. so much but something just told her to do it yeah so um okay. so maybe she's used to <laughs> maybe she's used to like females slapping or punching no yeah right. I, maybe I okay so she was saying she sleeps with more women yeah, than yeah, yeah. okay 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 and so she's telling me what she wants she's telling me how, how she would like the session to go and i'm like cool i have never been this aggressive in my life but i'll try my best and it, it's happening and she tells me to it, it started off slow like slaps okay i, I can i can slap that's no a problem slap is okay yeah you can control. you're not gonna catch a case with a slap a slap is okay <laughs> i could i could slap someone by mistake a slap is okay no problem reach for the shampoo slap I <laughs> anyway slaps gone it's okay it, at first it was in the lower section mm-hmm, of her mm-hmm. body right 10 minutes five minutes afterwards five ten minutes she's like slap me in the face i'm like in the face slap you in the face this is like, yeah slap, slap me in the face i'm like okay cool. we can well, I've, i've been there with your consent yeah with your consent I will attempt to slap you in the face. You don't do that without a conversation before. Not without of a course. conversation. Yes, yes, of yes, course, yes. you don't just go slap a woman in the face. Of course. But with consent, I think it's uh, it's at the risk factor where you allow yourself to do now. Five, ten minutes afterwards, it was just like escalating. She's like, punch me. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, punch me in the face. I'm like, no. Oh. She's like, punch me in the face like this is how i get turned on i'm like i'm sorry but no yeah like i'm not punching you in the face yeah. like there's no way throughout the whole we keep going whatever session ends all of the all of, all of that gone we're speaking afterwards like and she's like you know like it was good but i'm disappointed like uh But you said I told you what I wanted and you didn't like you know yeah punch in the face bro punch in the face punch in the face that's that's a yeah that's a, I, I, I wouldn't take I it, used you know? to say no way I used to say my line it, is like bodily fluids you know like I'm not into pee vomit whatever like that I'm, I'm, that's my line 
I have a new line. Yeah, you have a lower line. Punching yeah, in punch. the face is <laughs> no. crazy. No. Bodily fluids, I don't know. Like, if, if I don't know if you're going down on a girl and she ah, ends up... Squirting on her. I think that's... Ah, that's okay. Squirt is nice. different. Squirting is different. Oh, you're saying like casually peeing on her. Yeah, like herping on me, be, me peeing on her. Like, oh, no. you know, bodily fluids that aren't normally associated with sex is what i mean it, you have to think about doing it before like peeing on someone like come and i'm just, come, I'm know, just it's, not it's a natural yeah. reaction we can accept exactly. don't feel <laughs> okay on, on that note um let's let's take a little break because <laughs> i really need to pee <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Last uh, last section, final section. So I'm gonna hit you with some of my favorite le- rap lyrics. Okay, okay. And I want you to do two things. Okay. I want you to uh, rate them from one to ten, rate the bar, mm-hmm. and try and guess the song. Okay, okay, okay. She. So actually, I, I already mentioned the the first one, which is she. She's a vegetarian, but she loves my meat. Dolph. <laughs> Young Dolph, and, the uh, king. Yeah, with most that yeah rate. Um, will. For sure. Always. <laughs> so I, I we'll start we'll start easy. Um put a ribbon on my box because this pussy gifted. That's probably some Cardi B or no Car- Cardi B for sure. Put put a ribbon on this box because this pussy gifted smart solid really? eight. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I agree. I like the word play. It's from Wish Wish. Um, exactly. You just uh, just guess the artist. The specific songs will be a bit hard. Yeah, yeah um, I don't listen to Cardi. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I fuck three times, I'm a wifer. I know this, Jake. No, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. Not future. No. Wait, yeah. <laughs> I know this. I know this. It's not Lil Wayne. No. I fucked three times. I'm a wife, but you got you got the you got the beat. I know the song. (laughs) Can I have the next line of this? Um, What's the song called? (laughs) Um, I'm a wife. Fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> it's G Easy. Okay. <laughs> I call it the G Easy rule. <laughs> three times on my wife, but it ain't safe. For, for the black or the white girls, that's it. It ain't safe. It ain't safe. safe. It ain't safe. Uh, if I fuck three times on my wife, fuck. Too early, but too early. Too early. I give that a, a five. Yep. I don't like the philosophical thinking. It's true. It's true. Um, nah. This is an easy one as well. I ain't got no type. Bad bitches is the only thing that I like. I never understood that sentence. Really? But it's from Swaley. I know. It's it's well, yeah, yeah. It's race from her than Swaley. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I ain't got no type. I have no type. Bad bitches is the only thing that I like. So I have a type. It's bad bitch. But our, what bad bitches just means like hot girls. Just hot right? girls. So I don't have a specific hot. racial preference. Racial uh, or like, like blonde, black. Exactly, them. exactly. And you know what? I Do you have any... Racial. Do you have a preference in general? I always had this argument that I feel like um, 
in reality, if someone is attractive, someone is attractive. Doesn't matter if they're Indian, white, black, Asian. It doesn't matter if if someone is attractive and symmetry and science explains that this person is attractive, that person is attractive. I'm not gonna lie. Of course, some races have certain stereotypical um, attributes. I would say, mm-hmm. such as such as black females mm-hmm. having bunda mm-hmm. and also having um you're my level bro yeah 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 and also nah i'm not gonna say that <laughs> <laughs> that was tell me off um but yes um i i would say that all women are beautiful if they are beautiful you know but preference if it's okay to have preference nowadays i don't know why i struggle so much to say yeah but yeah it's black people black women yep i'm a hundred percent on on that level as well um of course stereotypically i'm 100 <clears throat> percent using the stereotype right now no, like, even, like uh, well, okay, you know what, for me actually okay for, forget the forget the ask because you can make the same argument about latinas no, right no, no, it, yeah. i'm not saying I, that's not what i mean it's not yeah. just the stereotypically ass right it's just I don't know. Black females have features, which is like bigger lips, yeah. and I don't know the skin color. I really like. I, I don't color. think honestly. This is this is why I I've said this multiple times to my friends. I can't wait to get cancelled because what's gonna cancel yeah, you me? Can say whatever you want. Now. No, and what's what's gonna cancel me is me saying some eminently reasonable shit, yeah. which most people agree with. So they're just gonna get eyes on me, exactly. and people are gonna hear me say reasonable shit. It's not like you're like. Kind of being like, I'm not sure if I can say this. Because black people look different from white people. That's no fine. We're not saying there, there's anything wrong with no, that. But some people. I know, man. I know. And to I me, know. when I'm having conversations with my friends off camera, all of this shit, you know, there's no problem for me saying it just how it is. It's just of course. what I like. But of course, I, nowadays I understand, like, even for <coughs> people growing up and watching and all of these things, you know, it maybe it's it's so it's better to be slightly cautious of how you're speaking. I can understand that, but at the same time, bro, it's okay to have an opinion, you know. Hundred percent. It is what it is. But yes, black women is my th- main type. I would say. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, okay, let me hit you up with a, a slightly different quote, like a slight tangent on this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, you have to. You have to. God comes down, and he yeah. tells you. You have to build your perfect woman. Oof. And he gives you eight attributes. Oh, okay. Oof. And he, but he tells you, you can only pick four. Yes. Now. Okay. Okay. Right. Wow. He's like, you can pick four out of these eight, but that's all you're going to get. And I'm go- And you have to marry this woman. You have to spend the rest of your life with her. Okay. You can't fuck anyone else. Oh, you have okay? the list of attributes. And I have the list of attributes for you. Okay. So nice ass. Mm-hmm. Nice tits, nice face. Mm-hmm. Hot mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and hot mom is a proxy for how well she's gonna age. All right. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I like the way you think, no? Kind, smart, funny, um, freak in the sack. Freak. What's freak in the sack? Freak in the sack. Good in, be- good in bed, whatever that means to you. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. So we've got kind, smart, funny, good in bed. So let's start from those four. 
No, you have to you have to pick four from all the others. Exactly. So you can see them as four personality and four physical, okay, right? Okay. So like the four personality are kind, smart, funny, good in bed. The four physical are nice ass, nice tits, nice face, hot mom. Nice face. Mm-hmm. Nice ass. Mm-hmm. Fuck tits. Agreed. Don't care. Literally. Mom might be a distraction in the relationship because I know how my brain works. Yep. <laughs> so I'd rather avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're picking those first. Uh, yeah, look, 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 look. You need to be aware of who you oh, are as a person and your weaknesses <laughs> and take steps to address them. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. No, we're not doing that. Doing the ass and a nice face. If my girlfriend has a hot sister, I'm staying three meters away from her at all times. Bro, you know what I'm it's, saying? It's hard, man. It's hard. You just can't. She's there. She's right there. It's just hard. Like, what are you going to do? You, you cannot say it because you feel like no, oh, you know, you're dating you, her you can never You can never you can say ne- that no, shit. No, but even you thinking. It, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. You, like you feel like, fucked up. Oh, she's a. No. No, she's not. I'm with her sister. Her sister is attractive. My girlfriend is the attractive exactly. one. But anyway, skip over yeah, that. Yeah. So nice face, nice ass. Nice face, nice ass. The character attributes? Kind, smart, funny, uh, good in bed. This is the difficult part. This is tough, huh? This is the difficult part. You can you can pick four personality, right? If you want. No, no. Fuck yeah. No, of course. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> no. <laughs> what i agree <laughs> um okay so good in bed and there's a reason for it mm-hmm. because i think in order to have longevity in a relationship i think sex is a very important thing and i also think spicing it up when it is born is it's good to be um it's good to have a a wide perspective on on the subject, you know, because eventually things get born, and if you keep things the same, nothing's going to change. So, agreed. Good in bed is definitely a good thing that you know that promotes a healthier relationship. A lot of people under undervalue how important sex is in the for the longevity of a relationship. Well, you hear these couples after like being fifteen years together, only fucking like once a year, twice a ah, year. Right. And this is the reality, though. Reality, though, is, yep. is exactly what it is. So, yeah, good and bad, I think, is like one mm-hmm. of the important things. But then between kind, kind, funny, smart, and smart. Smart, I don't think. I, it depends. Like, is it smart, her being able to have an intellectual conversation with you? Because that is very important. I, I love discussing. Yeah. If I could do a podcast every day of my life, I would. I just love sharing opinions. Kind is also amazing attribute, you know. But I, I, yeah, I think smart. I think smart is a is a good one. Funny, not nah, funny and smart, bro. Those are the one v ones. Which one would you take? From funny and smart. Between funny and smart. Well, because I had shout out to my ex, yeah. Bro. The funniest, like the certain things she would do, but I don't know. Like when I st- when I when I think of those times, you know, yeah. I've had some funny ass girlfriends, some of man. Those, like, some of those funny situations, bro, you just look at that person like, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard for me to pick between those two. Yeah. Which um, one would you go for? I think 
Between smart and funny specifically? Yeah, between those two. <sighs> I think I'll go with smart. Smart. I think I'll go with smart just because I do funny. You do funny. I do, I do funny enough, you know, like I'm a comedian. Like I go, I do funny things with other people. It's okay if you're not funny. It's okay if my partner's funny. Honestly, I would probably pick uh, out of all the four. Mm-hmm. I would pick good in bed, kind, um, nice face, nice ass. Good in bed, kind, kind nice face, nice ass. I could yeah, deal. Yeah. yeah. What would you pick again? Say them, say them in order. Nice face, nice, nice ass. ass. Good in bed. And I'm stuck between the smart and funny. Yeah. For the sake of the argument, we're going to say smart. Yeah. A- yeah. Fair. Yeah, pretty close. Honestly, I because uh, I, I there's a, a female version as well, yeah. um, and there's surp- I've asked it to quite a few people now. There's surprisingly little variation between people. So like, you th- so women will say the same thing. So the w- the women version is um, tall, muscular, nice face, um, nice face, boyfriend, dick. Um, and then uh, the the kind, smart, funny, rich, and they normally women pick kind, smart, um, boyfriend, dick, and then one of the other physical ones. No one has ever picked rich. I feel uh, like that is so careful. I don't I think it is. I feel like that is yeah. so. Ca- Listen, there have been there have been studies about this. They women would well, rather pick. I'm gonna say something. Uh-huh. Maybe you cut it yeah. out of the interview yeah. if you want, but but I don't think women know what they want. Or I don't think I don't think men or women know what they want. But but again, the the rich and this is like pretty well established in the literature. Rich and status. Yeah. Women like it because I it signifies the underlying the underlying traits. But. Yeah. Like, look, it, I'm not saying it's not important. Uh, resource acquisition is 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 a very important Especially part of our evolutionary psychology. But no one can afford shit. Look, 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 look. Coming up to you, being like, but it's Yo, like we, we said, have a house. But it's like we said before. It's like we said before. <laughs> yeah. Rich is great yeah. if you've got all the other stuff. Yes. yes. But women would much rather yes. all the other stuff. Yes. Then rich. Rich is not gonna make you. Rich is not gonna allow you to keep her unless she's cheating. Exactly. But it's it, look. It's great marketing. It's 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 still attractive if you've got all the other stuff for sure. I'm not saying it's not important at all. But then I think if you have all the other stuff, like kind, funny, all of it's better things. to be rich than to be poor. I think that it it's still not enough to keep a woman because I think at the end of the day. A woman wants family mm-hmm. 99% mm-hmm. of the time. And in order to have a family, you need stability. And in sure. order to have stability, you need someone being the breadwinner of the household. And this is just my perspective, yeah. of course. And I feel like, um, of course, when a man has attributes which have to do with protection, all of these mm-hmm. things, I feel like, of course, money can... Uh-huh can do a lot of that you know it can it can ensure that your children are going to have a safe future mm-hmm. it can ensure that um if they need clothes if we need food yes, even instinct but you don't need to be rich for yeah, that yeah you don't need to be rich you, like if you're a, if you're a bum I you can't be poor 
Yes, that's exactly. very unattractive. You can't be a yeah, bum. Exactly. But then, but then if you're poor, if you're a bum, there's other stuff that's a problem. There's other stuff about your mentality, it about your... About it shows certain attributes about you, right? You. I agree so, with so you. That's, that's, I think, the distinction. I agree with you. Yeah. You don't need to be rich, but you need to have a head on your shoulder. Yes, 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 yes. 100%, of course. I agree with you. I agree um, with you. But, okay, anyway... We we went on a real tangent from the the, the oh, quote. No, no, it's good, man. I mean, that's what a, that's a podcast is basically one long tangent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I got no type. We did that one. Oh, this is a classic. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. You like a fat kid loves cake. That's a joke, no. No, no I am so garbage. <laughs> I love you like a fat. I know which song this is too. I love you like a fat, fat kid, kid loves cake. The I forgot to write the song. I know who it is. I need like the the sentence before, because um, I can I can hear the song in my head. You get me? Where is it? Love you like a fat kid loves cake. Do whatever it take. I know that's how it goes. I'm trying to find the the line before or after. I'll do whatever it take. I love you like a fat kid loves cake. You know my style. I say anything to make you smile. Kanye Westies, no? No, man. No. Oh my God, I want to walk out. Bro. <laughs> you are do whatever it takes. I know the song. It's 50. Oh my God. 21 questions. I should be ashamed. <laughs> I need to show you this one. If we go on my Spotify and we go on my saved songs, <laughs> 21. I loved 50 Cent growing up. Bro, that's my favorite 50 song. Wow. <laughs> my brain is just not working. <laughs> it's been a long podcast. 21 uh, questions. Put them on this box. Okay. I read that. I love that song. That, that, that's a 10. 10, 10. 10, 10. Try to let her go, but the whole like a frisbee. <laughs> 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 11 10 11 10 I have no idea who said that that's uh, Eminem but that's 11 Ric Flair drip um, but then you know when I, when I thought about that line I'm like frisbees don't come back they do not do they? when you throw a frisbee if you, I, I think if you throw it in the right way yeah it's like it, it loops back, back around right but that, uh, that's bo- a, boomerang. B- a boomerang though Frisbee, but I think maybe if you throw a frisbee, there likes to do these dumbass things uh, with lyrics. Uh, yeah, I know Eminem is like everyone's like. I don't yeah. see it. Like, really? Nah. Look, I think his early stuff. His early work, amazing. Most. When he again, when he was counterculture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counterculture Eminem. I think that's what Eminem never understood about himself. People didn't love him because he could rap fast and because. He was counterculture, bro. And that's why people love fucking Eminem. He was when saying Eminem was slim shady, rapping about killing his mom, rapping about girls, women, parties, drugs. When he was that Eminem, bro. And saying shit you couldn't say back back when conservatives ruled the world. That's exactly right. In the early two thousands, conser- the world was conservative. Yeah. Now the world's liberal. Exactly. So what he, the stuff he says is just like 
Everyone says this now. Because exactly. now rap has, you've shaped rap, essentially. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I think Eminem never understood that people loved him because he was anti-culture. Yep. Instead I think of so. the, 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 the if Slim Shady, love him, 10 on 10. Eminem, nowadays, nowadays, it's not for me. Yeah. I respect it, but it's not for me. Yep. I thought most of his music. This frisbee thing, I don't know. Though. Yeah, this line was pretty good. <laughs> I, it's funny. I would use it. <laughs> exactly. It's a ten on ten still. This is a. This is a, a, a also a, a modern classic. Okay, I would say. Okay. Cooking up dope with a Uzi when I'm on stage. Show me boobies. Cooking up stage with a Uzi when I'm on stage. Show me boobies. I love the um, philosophical attributes yeah. to this sentence. I think definitely. it's coming from a very deep place. Definitely, in definitely. In the, the person's yeah. mind. Must be Drake. Must be Drake. Because it's so, it's so deep. You know, it's very sad, boy. Is Drake? No. <laughs> Can <laughs> you repeat? Could be closer to the mic. Oh, my uh, bad, my bad. So uh, cooking. I think they're actually not, uh, they don't come after each other. But uh, it's two lines from the same gosh, song. Gosh, gosh, uh, gosh. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. That I know. I think yeah. that is cooking up dope with a Uzi. Cooking up dope with a Uzi. Can I have? Bro, I'm so. Why is my brain fried? <laughs> when you're on, when you're on the spot, man. It's why like, is my You're brain? just blank, right? Cooking up dope with a Uzi. That's the Migos. Yes. Okay. When I'm on stage, show me boobies. Thank fucking Christ. <laughs> Bad and bougie, dude. Bad and bougie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ten ten. <laughs> Brain so good that I graduated. <laughs> uh, pretty simple, pretty simple yeah. line. I'll give it a, I'll give it a, mm, a six seven. Yeah, simple. I think it's smart but simple. Like, mm, and I have no idea. Me goes again. Me goes again. I get the bag. Yeah, that was probably like Quavo with his subpar. This I will be so surprised if, if you I'm, know this. Okay. Crab meat got my ass looking healthy. <laughs> Crab meat. I know who this is. You know who it is? Saweetie. Yes. And the reason why I know this is because Saweetie is Saweetie and I know she loves crab meat. <laughs> the bar is amazing. The, I don't know. To me, it's Kabash. She said what? Crab meat got my ass looking healthy. Yeah, I don't know about that. Like, that's not really with your smart. <laughs> I don't know, man. I heard it. And I, I laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, this is a 10. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> to me, it's a four because Saweetie said it. <laughs> Fair and not the four points are for Saweetie, not for the buck. <laughs> Fair enough. I love, I, I love her. She's so ratchet. Um, <laughs> Gorgeous. Oh, dude. Gorgeous. I would, Gorgeous. I would cut my left nut off. Please. That's from Pretty Bitch Freestyle. Okay. She just won the tip, no advice. She just won the tip, no advice. I know, I know where I heard this. <laughs> she just won the tip, no advice. I, I don't know about the... This is the problem, though. When you listen to artists like Rob Banks mm -hmm. and you listen to his sexual lyrics, uh, these start to sound... I, I need to listen to Rob Banks, <laughs> clearly. These start to sound like, you know... Like, okay. Pretty chill. Cool. So, without my subjectiveness, I guess... But my brain is fried. What is a white boy? 
What is a white boy? She just wanted to tip no advice. White boy said it. Jack Harlow. There you go. Boom. Yeah, this is on. This is on. Uh, what's popping? Yeah, exactly. I think exactly. So. Okay. Um, okay, I'm gonna hit you up with um, with two the two last ones. Let's go. This I just heard it recently. I'm curious if you know this guy. Um, fuck her like a dog, but she called me the goat. <laughs> ten, <laughs> definitely ten. <laughs> <laughs> fuck her like a dog, but she calls me the goat. Ten. I don't know who it is though. It's from Mike Dot. Mike, commas. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. Do you know? No, no, no. I have. No He's idea. really good. I'll play I'll some of his music now. Okay, and last one. Let's go. I I, I just heard this uh, maybe a week ago. Baddie suck me up, then she clean up. I don't do dishes. Baddie sucks, sucks me up and then cleans up. I don't do dishes. I I the I don't do dishes part I feel yeah. like is extra. It doesn't make sense to the sentence. I'm really deep diving into (laughs) (laughs) As you should, as you should. These are serious, serious next level rap analysis that we're doing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like this one. It gave me nothing. No feeling. Fair enough. Like a dog calls me to go. Yeah, next to to that one, it just pales in comparison. Yeah, Yeah. this one is is a three, four for me. And I I don't know who says it. Uh, my apologies. Who says okay. it? It's um I think it's it, Kevin Rowley from Gucci Foot Prisons. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I just I just found out about Shout it. Shout out Kevin Rowley. Shout out Kevin Rowley, man. <laughs> but for, for I think fuck her like a dog, but you call me the goat is the yeah, is the a, winner. Entertaining, you know. I I think that's what I'm basing it on. Is if you can get a reaction out of me, then it's it's it's. I it's agree. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. That was fun. We did thank you so much. Two over two hours, I think. Easy. Went by like time goes by sitting on a dock next to the beach. <laughs> do you wanna well, do you wanna yes. plug anything before we go? Do you wanna shout uh, out anything? Plug anything. Shout out to you, shout out to your show, everything you're doing, bro. I think Cheers, you man. Have something really good coming um for your future. Just keep at it. Keep fucking going. If y'all interested in me, it's Eddie Fresco. Just Google it and it will come up. Yeah, I'll put all the links to his Spotify, his Instagram, all that shit in the bio. And please don't listen to the top five songs that I made. Go listen to like an album or something. Listen to Alter Ego. If you, yes. His most recent album. Definitely Alter Ego. I fuck with you, bro. Thank you so much. Thank I you. appreciate it. It was fun. All right. We're going to fuck out of here. <laughs>